Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. What's happening? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's bracolating? What's bracolating? Bracolating. Conspiracy is first. Congratulations, sir. Club Fortune is second. Congratulations. Carrie is third. Congratulations. Edmund, you get nothing. You're fourth place. You get nothing. Cindy, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah, ooh, we got a lot, lot. Uh, average Leo, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm waiting for it to pop up because normally when memberships join or sign up, it usually gives me an alert, and it's not alerting. But fuck it. Thank you, bro. <clears throat> All right, Marco, what's happening? Shatira, what's happening? So Shatira be everywhere, everywhere. We have a lot of stuff to cover, highbrow stuff, some stuff that's going to make you think. Um, I need all my music producers, beat makers, songwriters, get your ass in here. This is a lesson for you all to, to partake in. You know, because y'all understand what we hear with music. Especially when it comes to copyright infringement and sampling and interpolations and derivatives and borrowing. Understand? There's a difference. Our music people understand. So we're going to go over this Ed Sheeran versus one of Marvin Gaye's co-writers. You know, I don't know. Is it me or is it like... The family of black artists are just so hell bent on suing everybody. Maybe, maybe it's just me. I mean, white folk will sue you too, but I don't know. It's different. It's different. Like you, you, you get sued by a white person, you know, you messed up. It's like, oh man, I, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. But what black folk is like, I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? We're going to break it down. We're here for it. WGA went on strike as of midnight early this morning at 12.03. They went on strike. This does, it will affect everybody. If you are a consumer, it will affect you. This is how you got the reality shows. If those that remember the, the strike of 2007, 2008, I forget how long it lasted. It was a few months, but because there were no writers, right? No legit writers they couldn't cross the picket lines they wouldn't cross the picket lines the studios figured out a quick scheme 
way to get rich. Birth these reality shows, these microwave love and hip hop reality shows. They came from that strike. This is why the content has been such trash. To be honest with you, it's really never recovered. You understand? If you look at your movies and TV shows pre 2007 strike versus post, there's a, there's a decline. There's a, and my man Tony Anthem is here. Here we go. So what's going to happen? They're striking right now. Um, we'll, we'll cover all that and how this affects you as a consumer and what you can look forward to. If you're one of these creatives, y'all stand firm. Because what's going to happen is eventually they're going to replace a lot of you with AI. You think it's a joke. There's nobody to pay with chat GPT. Right? Writers can now use chat GPT to write scripts and screenplays. Right? If the writers cost too much money, the studios can hire a techie to do what the creatives, you know, creatives usually do. AI will affect every aspect of your life, whether you want to admit it or not. Okay. If I'm a studio head, you, you understand if I could get rid of all the writers and let the AI do it and it's quality content for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I consider it. I consider it's not right. It's not moral, but I consider it. My man, see the was in the house tomorrow. I mean, see will go over, uh, the y'all better get that y'all better act right uh YouTube plan. Uh also called the YPP is called the Y'all Better Get Some Act Right Plan. Right? See? Exactly. You don't there's you don't need the engineer for t- eight, ten hours on a mix down. The AI can get you the best crispy sounding mix and master for next to nothing. Wait, the writer's strike. A lot of shows got stopped midway. But it had to happen. You got to pay these people. Yeah, the habitual line stepper policy. Yeah, text the video. Have it see. It, and matter of fact, it's coming faster than what people are prepared for. So the next five years, life will be a little different. Okay? But before we get into that, let's get into this. Let me get into why it just doesn't pay. This, see, I, I hate doing this, but I got to do it. This is why Keisha content is not going to work for y'all. Leave this Keisha content alone. Ready? Here we go. So out of the 50,000 plus comments posted on social, I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position and recognizing that I am actually speaking and pouring into the ascension of black men when I said what I said. But see, no, some of y'all were too busy naming and shaming me personally and black women in general as undesirable gold diggers and much worse. What are you going to do with this woman? Right? Because you know that what you know that these guys are already chomping at the bit to break down what she said, her response, her life story, her history with men, whatever. This is Keisha content not going to work out for y'all. What are you going to do with this woman? This woman don't want no parts of y'all. She wants no parts of y'all. Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men 
that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. No, I will not create a soft place for you or anybody that I love to fall comfortably into the bigotry of low expectations. So I'm going to say one more time. There's absolutely nothing wrong with driving a bus. Uh -oh. Gloria drove one for years. Okay. But could it be that black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Hmm. Well, see, that's called white supremacy. And in this case, uh -oh. it takes the form of conditioning black Americans to happily accept being a permanent American underclass. But see, because I know the truth about black folk in America, no, average is not and will never be good enough for me. And the gag is, I don't think it's good enough for you either. Leave this woman alone. If you, if you are an online, online content creator, you have nothing for this woman. Leave her alone. You, you, you do not register on her radar. You guys will never meet in the same social circles. It will never happen. Leave Ebony K. Williams alone. Leave that woman alone. She ain't got time for y'all. <laughs> hey, okay. Okay. Now that we got that out the way, we got to go back to Atlanta. Atlanta, God damn it! I try to get away from y'all, but y'all bring me back. Atlanta is wilding right now on levels unheard of. Y'all, did y'all see this? Did anybody see this? This is Atlanta. Atlanta. Well, it'll ruin just about anyone's day to walk out to your car and find one of those big yellow boots on your wheel so you can't drive off. The guy who started this whole thing decided enough is enough. So he found the key to getting free. Atlanta's tired of the boot. The people hate the boot. Christian Verrett says he got booted in Atlanta's parking lots one too many times. I figured out, hey, you, you can make a key and you can sell the key. You can duplicate the key. So that's what he did. <laughs> come on, black man. I'm all for entrepreneurism and all that shit, but come on, black man. Hey, hey! Oh, thank you, sexy red. Yeah, I like the shirt. It was recently found, but now it's home again. He started selling master keys to the boots online, fifty bucks each. These four will cover ninety, maybe ninety-five percent of the boots in Atlanta. There's maybe about six or seven companies that boot. There's a few really big companies that have the majority of the contracts. I have all of their keys. He says he's been doing it for the last few months, and so far he says he sold about 600. How did you get the, the prototype of the key? That's a trade secret, so can't, I can't tell you that, but it was hard work. Verrett tells me this is just a passion project on the side, and he's not in it for the money. Actually, he says his end goal is to be put out of business. I want the boot banned overall. You know, this was really just to raise awareness about getting the boot banned. A bill at the state capitol to do just that failed this legislative session. Isn't there has to be some laws violated, some copyright, patent, trademark infringement. You cannot sell the master key to a product you don't own. 
Come on, black people. And then you out here telling everybody, Jesus Christ. Now he's calling on Atlanta's mayor and city council to ban the boot in city limits. In the meantime, this is the people's only alternative. And honestly, I don't care if the business fails. I'm, I'm here just to help the people out. And one of the biggest questions I had is, is this legal? I asked APD, they say yes, it's completely okay to have one of these keys and bust wow. yourself out of a private lot. They say wow. the only two ways you can get in trouble are if you steal the boot or damage it. In Atlanta, Rob DiRienzo. Wow, well, let me shut up then. I don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, rock, rock on, bro. <laughs> rock on, shit. I, hey, I didn't, I thought this is some... It's legal. Black man is, if there's anything a black man going to do, he going to find a way around something. Now, why can't we just harness that spirit, that, that creativity for, for bigger and greater things? I don't understand. Yeah, listen, I wouldn't have put it out there like that, but, you know, because now they're going to be looking for ways to shut them down legally. You know, like anyone caught in possession of a non-authorized boot key, whatever. What, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, there's legislation they, they have. They're not going to let you get away with that for too long. But shout out to him. That's what's up. ATL positive. Listen. Yeah, y'all need all the help y'all can get. Because Atlanta is just gutter. It's like New York in the 80s. Just gutter. And it ain't no weight. That was funny. All right, yo. Um. Wait, did I see Mark Robinson's comments about? Let me. I don't give a fuck. Listen, y'all still waiting for reparations? Okay. Tech SBE. I. I. Is that what I was doing, Tony? I was Tech SBE. Oh, that's messed up, huh? Sorry. Sorry for tech SBE and Nick. I was guilty of tech SBE and sorry. Sorry. Yo, um, okay. I'm saving that. I'm saving that. So we're going to get in this. We're going to get in this strike in a minute, but Xiaomi, Xiaomi, Xiaomi got into the robot business. Well, they've been, they've always been in the robot business, but Xiaomi, they make phones too. They make some pretty, they make some pretty good mid-range phones. I mean, Huawei hands down the best. I don't care what anybody says. Huawei has been making the best phones for the last six, seven years easily. Smoke iPhones and, and Samsung. Smoke them. Xiaomi makes decent phones too. Don't sleep on Xiaomi. Don't sleep on Oppo. Right. The, uh, what was the big one? Oh, the big gaming phone just came out. Was it Asus? Asus Rogue 7 just came out? Stupid, stupid phone. Stupid, beastly phone. But let's get into this. Let's get into the Listen, I put myself on timeout for 10 minutes. I would, but it'd be 10 minutes of no, nothing of the show. So I'll just have to defer. I'll put myself on deferred timeout. Yeah. Let's go.
it's already here. Everybody got their version of the T-800. <laughs> Everybody has their own version of the T-800. It's coming. Yeah. It's getting sturdy. <laughs> yeah, Asus doesn't get enough credit. I mean, some of their, some of their, uh, I had a tablet. I love that tablet to death. I can't find it. But Asus makes some good stuff. Yeah, the Asus Rogue phone, the Rogue 7. Stupid, just beastly. Stupid. Yo, they're on y'all necks. Yep, yep, yep. They're here. They're here. Oh, yo. This here, yo. This is so sad, but this is the music business. <laughs> they wanted to put out some more pop smoke music, but they have none left. This is why you, you're always worth more dead than alive. They wanted to put out more pop smoke. Pop smoke been dead, I don't know, three, four years. He didn't have that much music to begin with. But here we go. Rico. Please give us some news on plans for Pop's remaining music. Now, the last album they dropped was like a rehash. Old vocals, throwaway vocals, and they threw that shit together and it was trash. He says, who said he had music left? What else y'all want? Pop died three years ago. How much more music y'all think he did in one year? Y'all gotta be real. Oh boy responds, none of the snippets with Guapo or the one Mike D play will ever come out. I know he was a beast, but you can't expect much more. All them records they use chip so many ways his vocals. If Pop was live, he would not approve 99% of the stuff they put out. Cause I got that that last Pop Smoke album. It was trash. It was like a, a the Biggie album. The Biggie's the, not the greatest hits, but the Biggie's anthem or something like that. It was just a bunch of rehashed, reused Biggie vocals, and they that's what they did with Pop Smoke. How much? Yeah, how much do you think he had in the vault? He didn't have much. You know, this is how it is, man. Just keep, keep squeezing till there's nothing left. All right. It's the business. It's the business. All right. All right. All right. All right. Business is the business. Now, I want to go over before I get to the Ed Sheeran, the Ed Sheeran, um, Marvin Gaye. I want to cover the strike first. Okay. Because it's not just about a strike. And I'm going to break down who runs Hollywood and whatever the case may be, the powers that be, yada, yada, yada. We'll cover all that good stuff. Yeah, the Biggie duets. Oh, yeah. That was trash. It was. Super duper trash. Super de duper de trash. Okay, let's continue. Now, the first thing I need everybody to understand the first thing that gets affected by strikes, by the writer's strike, uh, let's see. It will be, okay, here we go. 
Now, back in 2002, uh, 2007, 2008, things were a little different. There were no streaming sites. It was still network, TV, stuff like that, movies. All right? So the first thing that gets affected will be the late night shows. Late night will be the first genre to go bye-bye because these shows are written on an extremely tight schedule in order to stay topical. That means every day, every morning, writers in the writing room, they're creating the show for later on that night. It's every day. They may get a day in advance, sometimes. Okay? Uh, they can't have any episodes banked for future use. That means no more Jimmy Fallon, no more uh, Seth Meyers, no more Saturday Night Live. So back in 2007, 2008, we were still watching late night shows. We were still watching these shows. Okay? All right, the second one, network TV. The strike was strike while most major network shows like Abbott Elementary, Chicago Procedurals, Ghost have wrapped for the summer. However, if the strike extends as long as the 2007-8 run did, that would eat into the prep time for these shows before they return in the fall. The previous writer's strike portended an increased focus on reality TV. Here we go. This is what happened. This was as a result. They gave you the love and hip hops, the, 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 the housewives. Kardashians, uh, any lowbrow, you know, small budgeted reality show that came after 2008, 2009 because of that strike. Because low investment, higher, high return. Okay. Now, next up, soap operas. Soap operas. People still watch them. Say what you want. Somebody, grandmama, still watching Days of Our Lives and 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 uh, General Hospital. Okay, I don't know what happened with Born Hope. Does anybody know what happened with Born Hope? I remember the last time Born Hope. I don't know. They was going through something. They got kidnapped. Stefano returned. Stefano had died. Came back. He had an eye patch. I don't know. Somebody get me up to speed on on a uh, Born Hope. Did they ever live happily ever after? Did Stefano get what he was looking for when he came back? All right. Soap operas have an arsenal of episodes at their disposal. Many, if not most, are filmed months in advance, leaving the genre with an enviable stockpile before it runs out of new episodes. Days of Our Lives has content going into the fall. General Hospital has about a month left of pre-recorded melodrama. The Young and the Restless will likely be the first to pause with less than a month of episodes remaining. Writers and producers who aren't in the WGA can still make the soaps based on plot sketches. So that means if they cross that picket line, right? Matter of fact, the strike was so bad, the, the, the long-going story or the, the, most, uh, uh, the worst story, the worst example is uh, James Bond, The Quantum of Solace. The strike was so bad that Daniel Craig, the actor, actually was writing on set to help finish the Quantum of Solace while they were shooting at the same time. He has a writer's credit for that movie because of the strike. That's how bad it was. All right. Now, during the previous strike, soap operas, mostly stayed on owing to a combination of pre-recorded episodes and the efforts of writers in the guild's financial core. 
a government de- designation allowing writers to resign from the union to work while receiving contractual benefits. It wasn't good vibes all around, though. The WGA called out writers who had intentionally left the guild, of course, sought FICOR status and kept working despite the stoppage after the strike ended. Okay. My mom is still watching General Hospital. Yo, I'm telling you, somebody get me up to speed on Bowen Hope. I need to know what happened. What are they up to now? Yes, this is why it's important. If you if you have a TV show, the the the, the benchmark is five years. Five years means you automatically qualify for syndication. Everybody that has a TV show is hoping and praying and wishing to get a five to get the last five years. Five years means automatic qualification for syndication. Checks for life. Annuities. All right. Okay. But no, seriously, somebody get me up to speed with Born Hope. I need to know what's going on. I need I need to know what's going on. And <laughs> Mona Scott. Yeah, Mona Scott brought y'all that love and hip hop, but she was smart. She saw a need, a void was to be filled, and she filled it. Now it's it's all trash though. And plus, she's a she's a non-tether. I'm not gonna get into all that though. I believe she's from Jamaica. Mona Scott's Jamaican, right? I could be wrong. Victor was my boy. I like the one-liners of Quantum of Silence. Yo, it was Quantum of Silence is the was regarded as the worst James Bond movie out of that trilogy for Daniel Craig. The worst. Didn't hope die. What? Oh no! Don't say this. Don't say this. My mama said my my name came from a character of General Hospital. Boy, listen, I'm telling you, my moms don't answer when General Hospital and all my children are. Talk about it. Talk about it. The biggest question mark is streamers. Streamers such as HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Hulu, and Netflix tend to bank a lot more shows than network TV does, so it would take longer for them to feel the real effects. If there is a strike, we have a a large base of upcoming shows and films from around the world, Netflix CEO Ted Sarandos said in a recent earnings call. We could probably serve our members better than most, so while it's certainly not ideal for them, the streamers may have the ability to weather the storm for a while. Still, they'll probably need to be a bit more judicious about the pace at which they put out new content because that backlog will eventually run dry. So either once a week episodes or bi-weekly episodes, depending on how long that season of episodes is. Anywhere between 8 to 10, 8 to 12, right? Depending on what your show is, okay? Uh, will Netflix even start putting its big shows out on a weekly basis to make its projects last longer? It might just instead pivot to mainly promoting international shows, which American audience have shown an appetite for given the overwhelming success of Squid Games. Yes, because I'm just going to be watching a bunch of Korean shows, movies. I'll just be like, mm, okay. Streamers have already changed how we watch TV. So how they how they approach a strike will be the taste of of just how much they rely on American staff writers. So these are the the four uh, entity genres that will be affected by the strike directly. Some more so than others. All right. Now. The guys that run Hollywood. Now I need to make I need to make a correction. Now Bob Chapek 
was recently ousted and they brought back Bob Iger. Okay. Once again, once again, those who that, you know, are in the, in the know and follow this stuff. Yeah. Bob Chapek was fired at a concert. Literally. He was fired at a concert at a Disney concert and they brought back Bob Iger. But these are the salaries for the eight men that pretty much run Hollywood. Ari Emanuel. Once again, I tell people, go rewatch all eight years. <laughs> yeah, eight seasons of Entourage. Ari Gold is Ari Emanuel. This is the brother of Rahm Emanuel, former mayor of Chicago. I don't need to point to that country in the Middle East. You know, them people they, they run with. I don't need to go through all that. Y'all already know. If you didn't know, it's too late for you. All right? David's ass law. They just purchased Warner Brothers. So now it is, what is it called now? Discovery. Oh, what do they call it? Ah, they, they changed the name. Whatever. Anywho, they absorbed Warner Brothers. Okay? So Bob Iger is, is back at Disney. Bob Chapek is nowhere. Is no, is no longer at Disney. Rupert Murdoch. Reed Hastings, and there's Ted Sarandis and Brian Roberts of Comcast. These are the men that run Hollywood. Okay? These are the men that don't want to pay nobody. They want to pay people shekels and pennies on a dollar. All right? Now, y'all can sit here and talk all that smiggity smack about what's that, what's the nigga name that tried to sue Comcast for racism? What's his name? What's his name, y'all? What's his name? I forget his name. Byron Allen. Y'all talk all that smack. Oh, Byron Allen. Byron Allen. Byron Allen doesn't run shit. Byron Allen runs nothing in Hollywood. Tyler Perry runs nothing in Hollywood. These men run Hollywood. I need y'all to understand there's a difference. Okay. Yeah. They let Tyler have black Hollywood. That's cool. They're urbans. That's cool. It's these seven men here that everybody answers to. And I mean, everybody. All right. So please don't ever get it twisted when I don't know what black uh, publication talks about how much Tyler Perry is worth. And, oh, he bought another studio and, Oprah has her own studio and all this. Ex- they run nothing. These are the men everybody bends the knee to. Learn something today. All those black writers that work for Tyler Perry, they're on strike too because these white men don't want to pay nobody nothing. Learn something today. Yeah, they let you play on a chilling circuit. Right? Equalizer 3. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if, if it's... What did it first... Did they wrap up pre-production? I'm not sure. The first trailer came out. Is it in post yet? I don't know. We just got the Gladiator 2 movie. Everything stops. We just got the announcement for Gladiator 2. Everything stops. We got the cast for, for Fantastic Four. Everything stops. Okay? When these white men don't want to do something, nothing gets done. Okay? Learn something today. All right? Okay. 
Cause y'all be y'all be y'all the, the old black excellence in Hollywood. Come on, man, stop. And, and, uh, who who give me another black movie executive? Uh, uh, what's the other guy? The one guy that's in in Atlanta. What's his name? Oh my gosh, what's his name, y'all? Will Packer. Y'all be like Will Packer's. Will Packer what? I don't see Will Packer's name in this. I don't see no Tyler Perry. I don't see Will Packer. I don't see Byron Allen. I see these. Wait, okay, Ari. Okay, Ari is, is what is he? What is Emmanuel? What are they? What are they? Uh, Israeli, right? I see Israeli. I see a Jew. I see a couple Jews. I see some. I see some equal. Oh, oh, it's in post. That stops. Everything stops. You understand? Everything stops. Everything stops in Hollywood. It stopped. This this midnight last night. It stopped. Because they don't feel like doing what's right by the people. All right. All right. Matter of fact, let's just let's just look at Bob Iger's last paycheck. I got time. I got time. We'll just use Bob Iger as an example. Okay. Let's just use him as an example. Nope. Not that. This. Nope. Not that. This. Bob Iger. Yo, he left and they brought him back. They said, we need you back. Come back. Bob Iger, please come back. They're going to pay him basically $27 million for the next two years. To come back. Before they name another CEO for it. Okay. So he gets 25 mil per year. And with a $1 million bonus. All right. He's taking a pay cut. Because in 2021, he made $46 million. In 2020, that was 21 more. 21 million more than what he did in 2020. He earned a cash bonus, y'all. Cash. 22.9 million. That's cash. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Learn something today. All right, all right. Where do I want to go next? Where do I want to go next? Where do I want to go next? Where shall I go next? Okay. Hollywood. Let's since we're talking strikes, UPS. They want to go on strike. Now UPS is unionized. FedEx is not. UPS is, is unionized. FedEx is not. I remember. Oof. I don't know. 15, 16 years ago, UPS went on strike. And they've never recovered from that. But let's continue. Let's see why they want to go on strike. Look at this. Look at this. 340,000 UPS workers are preparing to strike in the U.S. Because why? Often they don't have time to return home for a full night's sleep or are forced to rest in shelters because their pay is too low to afford a room. Good Lord. And who do we see here? We see black men. There's a sister. 
a couple sisters, but I see black people. Now, this is a twofold optic for me. Now, the first thing I see, okay, union, that's cool. That's great. I love seeing black folk get involved in politics of, of their jobs and stuff like that. But the other optic I see, black people, once again, begging for help. This is a two, this is a twofold optic that I'm looking at. That's great. I'm, 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 I'm pro union, but I shouldn't see nothing but black folk in this picture. Where are the white people at? Where are the Latinos at? Can I get at one, at least one Asian? You know, the one, that one Asian guy that hangs with brothers. Can I, I see all black people here. Let's continue. Let's continue. UPS workers getting up for a strike as they hold contract negotiations with the company. Talks between the company and the union represent, uh, representing UPS, the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, opened on April 17th. President Sean O'Brien says the workers are ready to walk off the job if UPS fails to reach a deal on a strong contract before the current one expires on July 31st. Lord have mercy. Workers, this is how bad it is. Workers are demanding better pay, more full-time work, better job security, and the end of the two-tier 22.4 job classification. The deeply unpopular 22.4 provision creates a lower-paid tier of workers who essentially perform the same work as senior drivers but for lower pay. The workers are are also demanding an end to excessive overtime, better protections against company harassment, the elimination of driver-facing cameras, and protection from hot weather. The one guy that passed out delivering packages because their trucks don't have AC. Remember that video? The man passed out delivering a package. I didn't know the truck didn't have AC, y'all. Drivers reported extreme temperatures inside the delivery trucks and post that went viral in summer, uh, last summer and workers like 24-year-old Esteban Chavez have died due to extreme heat. UPS workers move 6% of the U.S. GDP in their trucks every day. The last time UPS Teamsters went on strike was in 1997. I remember that day very, very well. When 185,000 workers walked off the job in one of the largest strikes in U.S. history. The work stoppage cost the company $850 million, despite only lasting for 15 days. The U.S. has not seen a strike of this magnitude since. Power to the people. Power to the people. Okay. Today, after e-commerce has grown exponentially, UPS employs over 340,000 Teamsters who deliver over six billion packages every year ups workers were declared essential workers during COVID 19 due to their critical role in distributing distributing goods throughout the country if those workers were to strike the effects could be astronomical that means you have to go to dhl god forbid ups or the post office you don't want to trust a, a high value package to you to 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 the postal to the usps going over to fedex I'm good friends with FedEx. I'm very, very good friends with FedEx. 
I've I I never sent a package UPS. I've always sent packages FedEx. Always. But it's a personal thing for me. All right. This guy says in 97, I was a part-timer on strike. The, th- the thing was part-time America does not work. It still doesn't work. Part-time America won't work was a key slogan during the 1997 strike. The slogan highlighted resistance to UPS's push to split stable full-time jobs into far more precarious part-time positions. The strike was successful, winning raises for workers and around 10,000 full-time jobs. Local 804 workers also reported having full-time shift splits into two-part shifts, severely disrupting sleeping schedules and life outside of work. Fabrizio, a full-time driver who was made to work in split shifts, spoke to gathered workers about being forced to come into work from 4 4 a.m. to 8 a.m., go home, then head back to work from 4.30 p.m. to 8.30. Yeah, you can't do this, man. And then try to raise a family off this. You can't do no split. Who does split? I didn't know they were still doing split shifts. I didn't know they still did split shifts like this. Guys are getting four hours, maybe five hours of sleep a day. We're coming in exhausted already, and they're giving us tons of work. But Steve Harvey said all you need was four hours of sleep. Steve Harvey said all you need is four hours of sleep. Puffy said, y'all, all you need is four hours of sleep. Okay. We've got guys that have lived in New Jersey that are coming all the way to Brooklyn. They don't even go home. They sleep in their cars. They can't even go home, see their wife and their kids. The union is fighting to end this practice. Good Lord. Good Lord. Inside this building here, I worked alongside brothers and sisters who live in the shelter. While UPS is making billions of dollars off profit, there are people living in the shelter working for them who can't afford a room. Pay is a major issue for UPS workers across the U.S., some part-time workers are paid as low as $15.50 an hour. The Teamster Union is working to push starting wages above $20 for part-timers. At, at the very least, yes. At the very least. Meanwhile, UPS reported record profits last year, generating $100 billion in revenue for the first time. UPS CEO Carol Tomei was compensated $19 million last year, a far cry from workers sleeping in shelters. That's, that's a, it's a cold, cold, cold game, y'all. Cold, cold game. All right. When you, and again, you can live, oh my gosh. Let's get to the airlines. Airlines wanting to strike. Is this what I'm hearing? Where's that at? Where's it at? Oh, did I did I exit out of it? I exit out of it. That's okay. We'll run it back. Let's run it back. So why you don't have to worry about a U.S. airline strike disrupting your summer trap? Okay, well let's see why. Tell us why. Metro offers MLS. Ah. Tell us why. Here we go. Air travel is stressed by weather and technical issues, aging FAA infrastructure, and widespread worker shortages, especially for seasoned pilots. 
United Airlines is the only airline now with its own flight school to find new pipelines for pilot talent, graduating its first class yesterday. In our first graduating class, 70% of the students are women or people of color. Just been big barriers to entry. Uh, and they're obviously great careers for people. You can't run an airline like it's 2019. And the reason is because the system is, is stressed to the max. There's strains everywhere, whether it's in security or at FAA staffing or systems, uh, having enough pilots. And when something happens, the straws are much more likely to break the camel's back. And you've seen it over and over again with other airlines having, you know, either bad operational issues or sometimes, you know, going all the way into meltdowns. And so the only thing we can do with it, and we've done it United, is run with more resources. I suspect the rest of the industry is going to have to go to that kind of approach as well, or they'll continue to fail. Uh, it has been remarkable, Scott, to watch your business in particular, the airline business, come out of what I call the COVID crouch, where all of a sudden, People want to fly, even with higher airfares, airfares overall up 28% year over year. People still want to travel. We see incredibly strong demand, um, you know, and I think this hybrid work makes every weekend a holiday is the new normal. It's not pent up demand. It's because people work hybrid. They now have the flexibility with their time that they can leave on a Wednesday or Thursday, make a long weekend. But I can also see it in our data uh, that 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 is the way consumers are, are behaving because they were constrained by time before. It wasn't money that constrained their ability to travel. It was time. Is business travel showing any of those concerns? The recession? Okay, I'm over that part. So American Airline pilots voted to go on strike Monday. Southwest pilots are holding a strike vote as well. Um, but none of the those union members are will be allowed to go on strike anytime soon, if at all, under the labor law that applies to airline workers. That law is the Railway Labor Act, which, despite the name, covers both rail workers and airline employees. Those are two of the most heavily unionized in U.S. industries, and the law places considerable hurdles in the way of any union that wants to strike. That's right, because the government told the, the, the railway the railway guys, y'all ain't going on no damn strike. <laughs> we dare you. And no strike took place. That was that was like two months ago. Not even two months ago. The rail the rail guys wanted to strike. The government said, no, nah, go back to work. Right? If federally mediated union negotiations reach an impasse, a union can be given permission to strike. But the law allows the president the president to step in at the last moment and order workers to stay on the job for a month's long cooling off period while a presidential panel comes up with recommendations on how to settle the deadlock. Well, isn't that called Marxism? Isn't Nick, where you at? Isn't that Marxism? When the government tells you what to do, you're a union and a government, you know, the intermingling of business and corporate or corporate and something is Marxism. But isn't this Marxism? When the government tells you you can't protest bad working conditions. That's horrible. Red Singsaboo, thank you for the five on the super chat. Uh, I see just announced Dark Studios. I'm about to churn content. Glad I got my own because a lot of AI crew uh, is moving. Out. Oh, okay. It's moving south. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. What's happening? What's happening? Oh, it's fascism. I'm sorry. So many isms. Communism. 
Marxism, fascism. Yeah, that fascism is fascism is the worst. Fascism is like the la- that's that's worse. But yeah, 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 yeah. This is terrible. Like the air traffic controller strikes in the 80s, weren't those strikers banned forever being air control? I've heard that somewhere. If the two sides can't reach a deal during the cooling off period, the union could then go on strike, but only if Congress stays on the sideline and allows the strike to take place. But it's possible that Congress would act to block a strike. That's what happened with the freight railroads last December when Congress imposed a contract on the angry rail unions to keep the railroads operating. And now do you see what? You see train derailments. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right? Now, trail derailments happen, but now they're just almost like it's, it's, it's like clockwork now. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe in coincidences. But let's continue. Let's see. Why are they going on strike? Most airline employees have gone years without pay raises and they have endured extremely difficult working conditions during the pandemic. Many unions have had members participate in informational uh, pickets at major airports at American Pilots did Monday. Membership has spoken. We will strike if necessary to secure the industry leading contract that our pilots have earned and deserved. Our pilots resolve is unmistakable. We will not be deterred from our goal. The government cannot let the airline industry go down. Are you kidding me? They could not let the rail, the railway go down. You just, they just couldn't. You will cripple this country. The country will never recover. Right. Iron five. Thank you for the five on the super chat. Biden told them black folks they weren't black enough if they didn't vote for him. <laughs> so fuck the mahogany blue lovers, Lord. This is hor- horrible. Okay, Marxism and communism, you're not allowed to own a private business. Gotcha, yes. Yes, Fasc- fascism, oh, you can, but under national control. It's all bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. So that whole public versus private, that's why it's so important that you operate on the public, on the, on the private, right? They're putting too many uh, containers and trailers on the line. My brother works at Canadian National. I, I could see how they would retaliate in such a fashion. Right? This is crazy. This is crazy. So you need the government's permission. Wow, that is insane. All right, all right. I'm over that. I'm over that. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Let's talk about turbo cancer. Let's talk about turbo cancer. That's what they call it. This kid here, Kyle Limper. I forgot to cover this yesterday, but this guy, this young man here, Kyle Limper, 16, 16, 16, died from a blood infection caused by leukemia within 24 hours of doctors discovering the cancer in the student athlete. One day after a basketball game, 
Kyle told his parents that he was in he was experiencing back pain. The teen was taken to a hospital to be checked out and was told to see how he felt in a few days. They told me in a couple of days, if he doesn't get better, to bring him back. Well, in a couple of days, he couldn't even stand up. When his symptoms got worse, Kyle was rushed to Philadelphia St. Christopher's Hospital for Children. He couldn't even get out of bed, and I had to help him up and stand him up, and then he fell right back down on the bed. Doctors told Kyle's stunned family the teen's organs were shutting down due to leukemia. Kyle spent around 24 hours at St. Christopher's before passing away. I wouldn't wish this feeling or this or situation on anyone. It's indescribable. His mom battled recently battled breast cancer. Said I can't I can't even put into words how I'm feeling. April 13th, he was a completely healthy and happy young man with no sign of illness. It just came and took him in the same day. Wow. Yeah, that's wow business. But they started this term called turbo cancer now. So now it's like that's the new <coughs> hot button. See, but we knew where, it, where it's coming from. I don't want to get into it, but we know where it's coming from. Harvard. Let's see what Harvard says. Dramatic rise in cancer in people under 50. That the incidence of early onset cancers, inc including breast, colon, esophagus, uh, esophagus, kidney, liver, pancreas, has dramatically increased around the world. Let's see. We found that this risk is increasing with each generation. Among the 14 cancer types on the rise that we studied, eight were related to the digestive system. Shout out to Form Runner. The foods we eat feeds the microorganisms in our gut. Diet directly affects micro, uh, microbiome composition, and eventually these changes can influence disease risk and outcomes. But we know where it's coming from. Okay. I'm out of there. I'm out of there. Pew. All right. Did I get everything for so far? We're going to get ready for this. Uh, Marvin Gaye versus Ed Sheeran. Marvin Gaye versus Ed Sheeran. Well, technically, it's Marvin Gaye's writing partner, Ed Townsend. So, technically, Ed Townsend versus Ed Sheeran, but, you know. Okay. We don't know. Don't know if he if he took it, but that's horrible for for a young man and their family.
Okay. All right, Red. Have a good night, bro. Okay. Let's get into it. Ed Sheeran versus Ed Townsend, Marvin Gaye. Now, this is where I want my producers, my creatives, people that deal with the music for a living. This is where I want you guys in this. Now, I feel that when it comes to musical copyright claims and, and court cases, they should not have people on the juries that are non-musicians. Okay, I say this for a reason, because we go back to Blurred Lines, Alan Thicke with uh, and Pharrell being sued by Marvin Gaye's family again. They were not the same song. But you can't take these, you can't try these cases and put them in and put people in on juries that don't have musical theory knowledge or anything like that. So to the average person, it sounds the same. They were not the same song. Okay. Pharrell and Robin Thicke should not have lost that case. Blurred Lines was not a direct ripoff of uh, th th that, that Marvin Gaye song. Should, they should not have lost that case. They're two completely different songs. You cannot copyright a melody. You cannot copyright a chord progression. Well, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I took notes because I, I had to refresh myself. I had, to, I had to refresh myself on this. What you cannot, what you cannot copyright musically. Let me find it. I had to teach myself. You cannot copyright a tempo. You cannot copyright a rhythm. You cannot copyright a chord progression. You cannot. Every possible musical composition has been played already. You're talking about 500 years of music. Every possible way to play every scale arrangement notes has been played before. So someone is copying or borrowing or interpolative or derivating from somebody else that derivated from somebody else. Okay. You've played every possible musical combination there is known. All right. Now, let me get to... Uh-oh. Are you doing like, ma'am, you're doing mortuary stuff right now? Wow, you you cold peace. Cold peace. Yeah, exactly. The whole jury of your peers, like, yeah, you should you should not have non-musicians on a jury when deciding a copyright infringement case, you know. They're two different songs, but I'm not here for that. Yeah, my Lord, Lord. Y'all see this shit? <laughs> Y'all enjoying the show, Rose Go? You and the dead man. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Now, this, this guy here, Ron Beto, breaks it down. If you, once again, this is where I need my creatives to come in and listen to this, because you can clearly hear they're two different songs. Now, I will say this. Ed Sheeran borrowed elements, but it's still his own song. He may have borrowed elements, but you can't copyright elements of a song per se. 
right? You know, old school musicians always stole from each other, but put their own little twist to it, right? But shout out to this guy, Ron Beto. Ron Beto, I believe he's a music professor. He's worked in the business. He's a musician. Like, he breaks this down to where I could not, right? This is where I need my creatives to come in. I know YouTube's going to hit me, so what I'm going to do I'm going to play this video regardless. So when I go back tonight, when they had to deal with the copyright, I'll just download it and uh, upload the original version everywhere else. And then I'll have it trimmed out for YouTube moving forward. But tonight, I'm going to take the hit because I think it's important for this, for this, uh, for people to learn music and the difference between, I don't know how to say it, but let, let, let him break it down. Let, let's go. Let's go. So I sit down in the studio here today and I look at the news and I see that Ed Shearing's getting sued again for thinking out loud by Ed Townsend, who's a co-writer of Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. And this time it's a $100 million suit. The company that's suing him is called Structured Asset Sales. So Yeah, they want to sue Ed Sheeran for $100 million, knowing damn well that song has not generated nowhere near that amount of money. But you see how when black folk get involved when they're wanting to sue you, is always says over the top astronomical fee. Like this is silly, but let's let's let him break it down for us. A lawsuit alleges that the let's see melody, rhythms, harmonies, drums, bassline, backing chorus, tempo, syncopation, and looping are taken from Marvin Gaye. So let's take a listen to it. I'm starting out with thinking out loud, just one bar of it, and then going to one bar of let's get it on, and then alternating between them in the verse. Now okay, so what's going to happen is he's going to play them songs back to back. He'll play a bar of each song back to back now to us trained ears we can hear the difference but to the general public you're gonna say it's the same song and it's not it's not the fact that he has to tune it down to another to a lower key that's the first clue that it's not the same song because you know they always ask you well, what, what key is it in what key is it in the fact that you have to tune it down to another key off the top not the same song but let's continue I've transposed down Let's Get It On by a half step because the two songs are in two different keys. Let's Get It On is in E flat major. Okay. And Thinking Out Loud is in D major. Okay. Let's take a listen. E. Baby, man. Trying to hold back and feel it for so long. Heart could still fall out. They're not the same song. I know what I I know what I hear. I know what I hear. Yeah, he borrowed he borrowed elements. He borrowed elements. You can't once again. You cannot copyright a chord progression, people. Once again, you cannot copyright a chord progression. You cannot. Let's continue. They're exactly the same tempo. They have essentially the same chord progression, given that I've transposed them to the same key. They have totally different melodies. The groove is exactly the same. I mean, it's really almost impossible to tell where one song ends and the other one starts. Let's take a listen to it again. But, but keep in mind, there he had to drop it down to another key. 
keep in mind he had to drop it down to another key. If he played the song in its original key, it wouldn't sound as, as similar. But these are things that non-musicians don't think about or don't hear. Okay? But let's go. Let's go. It's actually a perfect transition. Baby, man, try to hold back same drum sound, same bass sound, same snare sound. But the melody and lyrics are completely different. If I take the chord progression from thinking out loud, we have D, D over F sharp, G, A. And then let's get it on is D, F sharp minor, G. You hear the difference when they're not in the same, when they're not played in the same key. You hear the difference when they're not played in the same key. Let's continue. A7. It's basically the same chord progression. The place where the two songs diverge is in the second half of the chorus of Thinking Out Loud. Now, let's get it on. Marvin Gaye's tune stays with the same chord progression and the chorus melody. But Thinking Out Loud actually goes to E minor and does something completely different melodically. Check it out. different way different way different <laughs> way different way different every single day and i just want to build up you Okay, so that part of the chorus is completely different, but completely. the verse has an identical tempo, identical groove. The instrumentation is pretty similar. They're both very sparse, but the melodies are completely different. So on one hand, yeah, is it derivative of it? Of course it is. It's way closer than Blurred Lines was with Got to Give It Up. I mean, no question about it. Let's take a look at the melodies in the verse. Let's take a look at bar one of Thinking Out Loud. Look at the melody here. So it starts on F sharp as compared to let's get it. Now, I'm not I'm not the best um, sheet music reader, but you can just look at the note placement. They're not the same song. They're not the same song. Like you don't have to be able to read music to just look at the note placement. They're not the same song, right? This tells you everything you need to know about a song. Everything. They're not the same song. They're not. Down, which starts on F sharp. But the rhythm of the melody is completely different. You can see that, obviously. There are 16th notes here. It goes F sharp, E, D. This goes down to F natural here. Uh, you've got this bar is different. The G to A is different. In the next measure here, measure three, very different rhythm, different notes. Got this triplet figure here as opposed to these 16th, 8th, 16th. This has this interval jump. It's nothing. The, the melodies are nothing alike. I mean, you could say here in bar 5, you have this um, this 16th note on the and of 2, uh, F to A, or F sharp to A, and then you have F sharp to G to A here. I mean, but that that's a stretch. There's no comparison between the two melodies.
After the court case came down in favor of Marvin Gaye's estate in relation to blurred lines, Berkeley College of Music musicologist Joe Bennett said this in Forbes.com. From a musicological point of view, to me and many musicians and songwriters, they're completely different songs because they have different lyrics, melodies, and chords. As for blurred lines, Bennett wrote in 2014 a note-by-note comparison of both songs in question. What they have in common is indicative of the time period, he adds. If my favorite artist uses a cowbell and I use one too, can you copyright a cowbell? Exactly. Um, who comes? The most infamous use of a cowbell is uh, Mountain, Mississippi Queen, right? Everybody knows that infamous cowbell countdown to Mississippi Queen. Now, if you do a rock song with a cowbell, is that is that is that borrowing? Are you stealing their song, right? And this is the part of the problem. You cannot have these cases in front of juries of non-musicians. This is the problem. You cannot. The average listener cannot tell the difference. The average listener can't read sheet music. Right? This is why I hate these cases being tried in, in, in juries of, of non-musicians. You just cannot. You're not going to get a fair shake that way. I'll, I'll say this. You'll get a, it, it's, it's, it, you have a better chance of a fairer shake in front of a jury of musicians, period. Non-musicians, no. You're going to lose every time. Both are arguing that their side is good for creators. That's why so many of the young songwriters are concerned. What's the threshold? How much can I be influenced by my favorite artist? Experts are not ruling out an appeal. A dissenting judge wrote, The majority allows the gays to accomplish what no one has before. Copyright a musical style. Which you should not be able to do so which you should not be able to do so. This is why that case should have been tried in front of non-musicians. Now you're going to have old heads coming for anybody that sounds anything, and it's, you, you cannot copyright a music, you just can't. Blurred lines and got to give it up are not objectively similar. They differ in melody, harmony, and rhythm. Yet by refusing to compare the two works, the majority establishes a dangerous precedent that strikes a devastating blow to future musicians and composers everywhere. So what do you guys think? Is Thinking Out Loud a complete ripoff of Let's Get It On? Or should we take the definition of what a song is, meaning the lyrics and the melody, which are completely different? Should that be the basis for what decides this lawsuit? Put your comments in the comment section. Thanks for watching. I'm Rick Beato. Remember, subscribe here. And Shout out to Rick Beato. But the fact that you, you have to drop it down a key, not the same song. They may be similar. Sure, I would even, if I'm on a jury and we're as much of us and a bunch of us as creatives, I'd be like, you know what? Fine. Ping him for a few hundred grand for the similarities. But that's not a rip. Or I don't think it's this. I, clearly, I heard two different songs sure okay fine you can win the case but let's not be let's not go crazy here's a couple hundred grand get up out of here for the similarities right the first thing we ask is what key is it in what's, what's the key what key is it in no um you don't have to read sheet music a lot of drummers for churches can't read sheet music but they can play drums you know So this is why I, I feel he's going to lose this case. I feel he's going to lose this case because once again, it's being tried in front of a bunch of non-musicians. And let's actually get into the story of the case.
Got my man Ed out here about to talk, talk about quitting the business. Like, no, Ed. The start of a major copyright trial against Ed Sheeran. Uh, you've been covering the trial, uh, which I understand included a special courtroom concert from Sheeran himself. Is that is that accurate? I, I had a front row seat, literally, and you, know, you can't have your phones in, in the courtroom. Uh, but it's the copyright infringement trial. Um, it is Marvin Gaye's uh, famous song going up against Ed Sheeran. Um, and it's the Townsend family that, who uh, co-wrote Let's Get It On is the song that we all know. And there is Thinking Out Loud that Ed Sheeran wrote decades and decades later. And the Townsend family, uh, Ed Townsend, who is no longer alive, but his family is suing Ed Sheeran, saying that, you know, he wrote the song with Marvin Gaye and that Ed Sheeran's song sounds exactly like their dad's uh, song. So I'm going to let you guys take a listen for yourself. We have a little mashup of both songs, like a little snippet, and you guys can tell us what you think. Take a listen. Darling, I will be loving you till we're 70. Let's get it on. You clearly hear it's in a different key, right? Because they didn't drop it down for the comparison. You clearly hear it's in a different key. It's not the same song. Let's continue. Let's get it on. Let's love, baby. Not the same song. All right, so Jim, I listened I to different musicologists who talked about melody and rhythm. And, you know, when you are getting into the nitty gritty, I played piano for 17 years, so it's not completely foreign to me to hear them talk about the music theory of it all. Um, there is a case to be made, but then there's also a case to be made on the other side. And Ed Sheeran um, took the stand on Friday for just about an hour. So we are, I mean, on Thursday. So we are expecting him to get back on the stand tomorrow. I will be in there. And he did have his guitar next to him. And he strummed a few chords to try to prove his point that, hey, this is nothing like that song. And I did not draw inspiration from it. But there were only two people in that room, Ed Sheeran and his co-writer, when they wrote their song, right? So we may yeah. truly never know the inspiration for it and it's going to come down to the jury yeah i don't want to sound like judge jim here but i uh i just don't i don't know if i hear it i i, I might more evidence might be needed in this case at least for this this particular judge all right uh chloe malas and i'm not a judge by the way but anyway chloe malas thanks so much appreciate it once again once again i need my creatives to come in here to either for or against what I'm saying. They're not the same song. Similar does not mean the same. A husky looks similar to a wolf, but a husky is not a wolf. Right? Yeah? A husky looks similar to a wolf, but a husky is not a wolf. I'm just saying. And these fools want $100 million. Greed, y'all. Greed. Greed. Greed is driving this. Not artistic license or artistic freedom or artistic infringement. This is greed. This is a greed-driven case. Strictly greed. Greed. Strictly. They got my man so pressed out here. <laughs> Once again, you cannot copyright a chord progression. Cannot. 
And matter of fact, matter of fact, 80% of your pop songs over the last decade, guess what? All use the same chord progression. So who's out? So where's all these multitude of lawsuits? Once again, 80% of the top pop records in the last 10 to 15 years all use the same chord progression. Where are the multitude of these lawsuits at? Ask uh, Homeboy, the black dude that lives in Sweden now, that be working with all the white folk. What's his name, y'all? Nile, Niles Rogers. Ask him how many times he uses the same chord progressions for all his pop records. How come ain't nobody suing the shit out of Niles Rogers? Daft Punk. All them, all them records he did with Daft Punk. Them old nothing. They never nothing. Old disco chord progressions. Those are old disco chord progressions. Chic and Tume, uh, who, whoever. All that EDM shit. All that, you, you know what I'm saying? Trans shit. Disco. It's all old disco chord progressions. What are we talking about, man? Yeah. Everybody uses that same, that same four, them same, them same eight notes. Everybody, everybody. Oh my God. I, when, did I, when did I do that video about that? I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. I listed the same, it was, a, it had a list of chord progressions that are using like 80% of their songs. 80% of your songs, y'all, same chord progressions. I, 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 I shit you not. I shit you not. This is why non-musicians should not be on the juries deciding um, the fate of musical compositions. They're not the same song. Similar does not mean the same. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I feel he's going to lose this case because you got a bunch of non-musicians on the jury. I don't like this at all. I don't like this at all. Matter of fact, so here's the crazy part. The co-writer with Ed Sheeran, Amy Wage, she said, Wage testified that she never formally learned how to play guitar and that she used the same basic chord progression in question in another song. I was just playing some simple chords that I knew how to play. Wage said, adding that it was not possible for her to have infringed on another song. So she just admitted to using the same chord progressions on another song. So where's the lawsuit for that at? Once again, 80% of your song. You know what, man? Let's see if we can find it. Let's look up the most popular chord progressions. Boy, does, let's do a minor. We want to use it again. The three, let's do the three most popular chord progressions. One, four, and five. Here we go. The one, four, and five chords are the three most common and arguably the most important harmonic elements in the musical universe. Built off of the first, fourth, and fifth notes of any major or minor scale. These three chords form the basis of much of the music found in several genres. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. 
I know what I'm talking about. Let's keep, let's, let's look, let's look further. Cause I want to, I see if they give me actual list of songs that use those more. Let me see. Okay. Okay. Everybody knows. Okay. Everybody agrees. Uh Oh, what's this five common guitar chord progressions to help you play hundreds of songs. So let's see what songs are in this first one. This one, Love Someone by Justin Bieber. Love Story, Taylor Swift. Don't Stop Believing, Journey. Hey, Soul Sister by Train. Someone Like You, Adele. The second one, we get Wild Thing by The Trogs. Stir It Up by Bob Marley. Good Riddance by Green Day. So uh, once again, I I need y'all to be out here suing people. This third chord progression, Stand By Me, Benny King. The verse on Chain Gang by Sam Cooke. Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. Many modern pop songs also use the 50s progression, including The Entirety of Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston. What About Now by Daughtry. Friday by Rebecca Black. uh, Chord progression number four. We got uh, Cheap Thrills by Sia, one of the greatest songwriters in the last 10 years, hands down. The Chorus of Africa. Shout out to Nick Taylor. The Entirety of Apologize by One Republic and The Chorus of Numb by Linkin Park. The fifth most popular chord progression for guitars. Let's see. Oh, Say by John Mayer. Magic by B.O.B. Escape by Enrique Iglesias. Good Life by One Republic. The intro riff of Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar. Once again, everything's been played before. So you're not creating nothing new. You're not creating anything new. I mean, let me see. You know what? Let's do the three most popular. The three. Okay. Most um, popular. Yeah. Here we go. This is what I'm looking for. Pop music. Common chord progressions for pop music. Let's see here. There's G major. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to play. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Y'all ready? Okay. Here we go. Pop records using the same chord progressions. The Beatles, Let It Be, Calvin Harris, I Need Your Love, Natalie Imbruglia, Torn, MGMT, Kids, Katy Perry, Save His Draft, Taylor Swift, All Too Well, Macy Gray, I Try. Where the, where's the lawsuits for these, y'all? This 
this chord progression. Anything from the Beatles to Calvin Harris. This one here from the 1950s, from Led Zeppelin to U2. This one here, the Beatles, Justin, Tim, uh, Justin Bieber. Once again, this one here, the Rolling Stones, Lady Gaga, Black Eyed Peas. Favor this particular chord progression. Once again, where are the lawsuits at? This one here, One Direction in Boston. More Than a Feeling. Everybody knows that, that opening riff from uh, More Than a Feeling. Oh, superb. Superb. Once again. But what are we, what are y'all saying at this point? Pop song secrets, chord progressions that sell. Here they are. Here, you want to create a pop record? These, these are chord progressions and the key you use. 80% of your pop records come from this, from this right here. Everybody knows this. Every everybody knows this. Uh, uh, let's see, let's see. No woman, no cry. Bob Marley, with or without you, you too. Take me home, country road, John Denver. Take me home. Romeo and Juliet, Dire Straits. So lonely, the police under the bridge. Soul to squeeze. Red Hot Chili Peppers. We all talking about crying, Aerosmith. Don't want to miss a thing. Aerosmith. Take on me. Aha. Down under. Man at work. I come from the land down under. What are you talking about? Elton John. Maroon 5. Jason Mraz. Girlfriend. Avril Lavigne. Now here's the minor versions. Africa's Toto. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Twice. It's My Life. Bon Jovi. Alice Cooper. Poison. Zombie by the Cranberries. Save tonight. Eagle Eye Cherry. Remember that guy? Save tonight. Dun, 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 tomorrow. <laughs> now, 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 I'll be gone. <laughs> Come on, what are y'all talking about right now? Huh? Where are these lawsuits at? <laughs> Where are these lawsuits at? Where are these lawsuits at? <laughs> where are these where are these lawsuits at, y'all? Come on. Not the same song. Similar but not the same. So I think I got everything. I'm an hour and a half into this. I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, 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 Nick. How, how come no one's suing Toto and, and Aerosmith for these stolen chord progressions? See, once again, you open the floodgates to, to cases like these and you base your decisions uh, or the, the verdicts on, on juries with non-musical people, you're going to have problems. You're going to have problems. So real quick, I want to give a shout out to Rasta's Reality. Uh, he made a video the other day and I was deeply moved by it. And I want to play like the last half of it because um, I didn't think the brotherhood thing would take the way it did and, you know, make people feel the way it did. So um, I'm happy for that. And because um, Carrie shot it to me, 
And so shout out to Ross's reality. Yeah, Ross's reality, if you see this, hear this, man, listen. Whenever you get back into the shoe game, you have a platform here to promote. All right. So I want to play like the last part of his video because for me, it, it pretty much, you know, resonated with me. And, I, and I'm humbled and I appreciate that. So shout out to Ross's reality. I, I, I just wish. How can I say this? When you see guys, um, outside guys, act accordingly, right? Um, you, there's a difference in how we engage each other and deal with each other. Those guys on the street have no semblance of brotherhood. But I'm gonna let him tell it. All forms of self work were in full bloom. Anyone who gardens and and or plants food etc. knows there will be weeds to pull. But enough of that as there are previous videos to corroborate the aforementioned in this video so far on this channel. And while you're at it, would you please like, subscribe, and comment as it helps all. Super Sly 75 or a heavily flawed individual threw a wrench in my writing for the Ebony Excellence series video that I'm currently working on because he did a video on the true power amongst men. Sly, Sly mentioned at Flossie Carter and at MKBHD and I got misty-eyed because he reminded me of the lack of support on my various business and personal ventures that I share with those who I deemed my family, friends and associates, all to be ignored or treated as if I owed them something and though they saw dollar signs as their behavior was that of discounts this and free that, all while promoting drinking, smoking, partying, and other look at me do nothingness. It perplexed me. Then, but as I continued to do more and more things alone, it became apparent that the brighter that I shined, the more they ignored and or jumped into my inbox to help them or promote others, all while not promoting me. How do I know that last that how do I know that last part to be true? Well, when someone promotes you or a product or services, whatever you provide. Typically, a deemed stranger hits you up and says things like, hey, I found you through him or her. And even if they're not interested in the product or service, they say things like, congrats, and or I know someone who may want to speak with you regarding whatever, and you all can, you know, collaborate and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. At MKBHD has his own shoe. He has his own shoe, and so do I. But not, but but you would know that I have my own shoe unless you went through some of my older videos, and or I was I were to promote it now. Now the difference between MKBHD and myself is that he probably had some type of support or guidance, as opposed to me figuring my way through it and making the much-needed mistakes, of which I did. I wouldn't have it any other way. 
I would love, I would have loved, you know, the 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 support back then while I was drawing up the the the, um, the schematics of the shoe and what I, what, what I wanted to look like, the colors, if I wanted to have any insignias on it, the design of the box, the pictures. I would have loved to have some assistance in that, but I did not, and I still and I still got it done. <laughs> you know. Um, it was truly awesome for Sly to, to promote two other men who were promoting each other without the unnecessary envy, jealousy, and hatred for other or another doing the work. It was, it was true brotherhood at its finest. And it just makes me so proud to be associated with Sly, Nick, Carrie, and, and others who like some drama, but allow those who crave dramatic nonsense all of the time to feel alive, to have at it. Credit, 75 Sly. <laughs> Sly also highlighted, excuse me, Sly also highlighted how I allowed a shoemaker to get away with shoddy materials, meaning I did not like the shoe loop that you would pull up to put the shoe on at the rear of the shoe, where your heel is, or your, what your, where your Achilles tendon is. Achilles tendon is. Now, even though I was paying for the shoe to be made, uh, in my defense, it was my first venture in shoe creation and dealing with those um, who, 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 you know, who create shoes. But it was not my last venture when it comes to um, shoe creation and marketing and things of that nature. Thing is, I knew nothing like I know now, and that's okay. What I learned then, along with Sly's recent video, gave me some fuel and another connection in shoe creation. So I will be checking out uh, at... MKBHD and I will also be checking out at Flossie Carter. Now Sly also highlighted the the, the um, two brothers YouTube channel, of which I love to see being a content creator as well. They both have a new sub, so shout out to shout out to seventy five Sly at seventy five Sly at heavily flawed individual. At Flossy Carter, at MKBHD, at Erica Williams, at AM1, and all the others who do the work, banish the nonsense and stand on it. Yeah, man, the shot to rise of reality, man. Yeah, man, brother, man, listen. Yeah, do do it again, man. Listen, I got you, I got you. So please, yes, I, I, I'm still. Every time I hear that, I'm still kind of floored, like. I don't know what to say, like, cause I, I didn't think, you know, it would resonate the way it did with, with, with people. And that, you know, that tells me I'm doing something right with this. You know, it's not about the money. Um, yeah, a lot of these guys are doing it all wrong, man. It's, uh, you know, to serve the people is, it should be its own reward, but you know what, Brian Patterson, once again, so shout out to Ross reality, brother. When you're ready to get back into the shoe game, let me know. You have a place here. It's nothing. Um, but see, Edmund, goddammit, Edmund, he, he, he gonna make me go down this this road. <laughs> Let's go down this road. Let's go see what he's talking about. 
Let's go see what he's talking about. Let's go see what he's talking about. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? He's talking about people hate him. What? Bro, nobody hates you, bro. Maybe he don't know who I am. Maybe he's a Johnny come lately nigga, right? <laughs> so I said, let me go and look to see when he started his channel. When did he join YouTube? Uh-oh. Right? Uh-oh. I said, let me go look at his channel, see when he joined YouTube, right? What's up? Let, let me go look and who, see when he joined YouTube. Who are we talking about? Because <laughs> right about now, he's got about 12,000 subscribers. Right? Got about 12,000 subscribers. You know, decent following. What are we doing? People still I said, let me see how long it head. took him to amass those 12,000 subscribers. What does it matter how long it took? This says he joined YouTube in 2015. I don't, what does 2015. I just need to know who we're talking about. Who are we talking about? I'm curious. He joined YouTube in 2015. Okay. Total, as far as the views over the uh -oh. life of his channel, with the bullshit. he's amassed 3 million views. Now you talking about subscriber supremacy. Come on, don't do this, bruh. We're past all this. Come on, don't do this. Don't do this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look him up on Social Blade. Y'all probably like, who is he? Angry man? Haha. <laughs> Now we all know social Wouldn't blade. You like gives to a, know. It gives a general estimate. It's not accurate. Everybody knows social blade is not hundred percent accurate. Why is he doing Let's this? Look him up on social blade. Who is he talking about? Let's see what kind of score he's got. Oh yeah. By the way, hit the cash app. Support the show. Support the movement. This is not the only thing we're going to talk about tonight, so don't worry. But who is he talking about, though? Let's see. So, okay, I'm just, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill out. I'm gonna get out of here. I just want to see who he's talking about. He is me. ranked seven hundred. 82,759th. Why is he? Nobody cares about Social Blade, y'all. Social Blade's not accurate. Over the last 30 days, he has had a subscriber growth of zero. Everybody knows that it's Video all views are down 27%. Oh, bro, come on. We don't... They moved on from the subs. It's a vanity metric. It's video views metric. total 3 million it's a vanity metric at this point 3 Subs million don't matter total. who is he talking about y'all okay let me do this let me run it back let me see what he's talking about
I, I have to know who he's talking who he's talking about. Life of his channel, he's amassed three million views. Who, who are you mad at? 2015. Listen, this y'all y'all wonder why I say hip hop is I mean uh, uh hip hop is arrested development. Who does this? Seriously. Y'all subscribers. Y'all see why I say hip hop is arrested. Who does you know, this? decent following. Bruh, you are 40 years old. You have teen sons. Who does this? This is arrested development. This is arrested development at its finest. I have no issues with him personally, but this is childish. I just want to know who he's talking about. Who does? Okay. Bear with me, y'all. As soon as I find you out who he's talking guess? about. As soon as you find out. As soon as I find out who he's talking about, I'm Nope, nope, nope. Not going to ping I me. I just happen to be scrolling. Strolling. Okay. Rolling. This. Through the YouTube streets. Okay. Who, who you? Who and you, I came that? across this guy that I've encountered before. I actually forgot about him, right? I actually forgot about him. Uh, is it Duke the Don? I'm going to assume it's Duke the Don. And this particular guy. I'm almost guaranteed it's Duke the Don because Duke the Don has about 15,000 subs. And he's been kicking ass in his lives the last couple of weeks. I'm almost guaranteed it's Duke the Don. I didn't watch the whole video. I, I didn't have any desire to watch the whole video. But he basically took me ranting about something. Where I basically was saying, how can you consider yourself to be this, that, or whatever in these spaces and you ain't never had a conversation with me? Yeah, it's Duke the Don. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I got my answer. I got my answer. I got my answer. <laughs> I got my answer. I got my answer. It's Duke the Don because he did a. Uh, I, I can I can almost guarantee what video he was talking about. Let me find it for you real quick. Hold up. I can almost guarantee what video he he was talking about. And Duke the Don. I can almost guarantee what video he was talking about that he came across. Where's it at? Where's it at? Hold up, bear with me, y'all. Is it live? It had to be alive. Yes, it was. Here we go. Identity crisis. I can. It was either with this one, identity crisis, or the Steven Crowder one. <laughs> I can guarantee it was one of those two videos that he came across that got him, got him, got him feeling a certain way, or maybe this one here. The tab dancing continues because Duke the Don has been on a tear as of late. Yeah, he only had he's up to 15,800 subs, but he's been on a tear. He's listen, he's been getting he's been whooping ass. I'm I'm 99% sure that's who he's talking about. 99% sure. Okay. <laughs> Yo, yeah, Mike TV, he's, 
That's why I stay way over yonder, right? That's why, I, uh, listen, that pearly thing ain't work out so good for, for AM. Anton done put up a video. Oh, you know, Anton put up a video saying he about it here. Let's, let's, let's check out Anton. Let's see what he's talking about. Anton Daniel, because he said he left. He's no longer with the, the uh, with the uh, Lapeef Network. Let's see what he's talking about. Let's see what he's talking about. Where is it at? Somebody said he posted it earlier today or yesterday that he left or is no longer working with the Lapeef Network. Oh, man. And the note, I can't find it. Nope. It's probably on another channel of his. Yeah, it's probably on another channel. Okay, let's try this one. Yep, let's try this video, video. Mm. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's let's check it out. Let's check it out. At I did not play the Teach Hanley commercial on the beginning of this live stream. Okay, uh, one of the reasons that I did not pay, I did not play the Teach Hanley commercial on the beginning of this live stream, uh, is because uh, I had a conversation with the Teach Hanley reps uh, over the weekend, and I told them, I said the price of the brick just went up. I did the Marlow on them. I did the Marlow. I said the price of the brick just went up. The way that we had structured our initial deals, and this actually leads right into the whole conversation about uh, me being delepeefed, right? Or depeefed, you know how they say debrief, depeefed. Um, the way that we had structured the deal, Teach Hanley uh, had reached out to us separately. So the Lapeef Network had a Teach Hanley deal. I had a completely separate Teach Hanley deal. Um, and me being the loyal brother that I am, I said, listen, I'm not going to do a separate thing, right? Uh, we're going to combine forces. And regardless of how much I promote and I. Okay, let's with get my brothers, right? To it. right? That's okay, how I do it. Right. The way that I do it is and anybody that's ever worked for me personally. Now, uh, the contracts that happen over there is completely different than what it is that I do with my people. Uh, anybody that's ever rocked with me on Fight Club, anybody that's ever rocked with me on Anton Daniels channel, anybody that I've ever brought in for an interview. Uh, they can say a lot of things about what my views are towards running into Victim Olympics and things like that. OK, come on, come on. Speed it up. Everybody eat me. And so what I did was I said, listen, um, we're not going to split it up. We're going to use the same link and we're going to bust this bag down together now. Uh, the price of the brick is is absolutely different now, right? So we're going back to the table. We have some additional sponsors that's waiting in the wings. Uh, and we're going to renegotiate the deal because I am going to move completely separate uh, on my own, which leads me into the conversation. And thank y'all for the super chats. I'm definitely going to be reading those uh, shortly, which leads me into the conversation, right? So basically, Yanny and those black women got in his ass so bad. Six, Danica and Yanny. Then gotten Anton's ass so bad. Anton is doing a complete 180 pivot and basically using a cover excuse uh, of renegotiations as to why he's no longer working with Lapeef. Does that sound about correct? And do I sound spot on? Am I close? Am I hot or am I cold? When we first started uh, Lapeef, right? Well, let me revise that. Let me revise that. When um, I first started getting involved with the Lapeef Network, okay? 
when I first started getting involved with the Lapeef Network, and what you see right here is one of the early episodes, right? Is one of the early episodes. And what you see here is uh, JR, me, Tawana, and B Nix. This was basically the original crew. Now, Lapeef Network started off uh, on Facebook, and it was like a couple of episodes, and it was JR, B Nix, or not the Lapeef Network, Lapeef Let's Talk. It was JRB Nix, and it was another guy, and I forgot the other guy's name. Um, but they was all, like, just sitting at a table, and it was, like, one or two. Man, just come on, on get to it. YouTube. I had just got a video that went viral on YouTube. As a matter of fact, it was one of the highest oh, the Lapeef Network or uh, Millionaire Morning Show or anything like that. I was living his life, right? Uh, I was breaking down, and I was showing y'all on, you know, private planes and traveling. Video that private went viral before, right before, before that, before. and it had did, like, 700,000 immediately on YouTube. Okay. Ooh, I'm from Chicago or whatever. And so we just kind of naturally started going back and forth and having different conversations. And so we was on the phone together. I was pouring into him uh, and I was adding a lot of value into his life. And, and I was trying to give him the game on social media. And so you, you, you catch those those backhanded compliments. I was pouring into him. Right. I, I was. What did he say? How do you say it again? It's very, very, comp, very backhanded. If you get you got to catch it, though. And so we just kind of naturally started going back and forth and he said i added value to his life nigga that's some shit a woman would say to you as her uh go-to argument as to why she deserves you know a, a foothold in your life hey brother you know hey hey brother i add value i added value to your life like no men does that who talks like this amongst men hey 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 brian brian bro you know i added value to your life right you know I added value to your life, right? <laughs> They're having a different conversation. He had certain ideas that he wanted to go over and so on and so forth. But I'm like, game on social media. Wait, wait, wait. Conversations. And so we was on the phone together. I was pouring uh -huh. into him. Uh, and I was adding him. a lot of value into his life. And, and I was trying uh -huh. to get him the game on social media. Uh -huh. And how to manage certain businesses. And he had certain ideas that he wanted to go over and so on and so forth. But I'm like, cool. So we just kind of just, you know, started having a, a, a genuine conversation. And this is how me and JR met. He DM'd me. We started talking on Instagram. Uh... You know, he wanted me to check out what it was that he had going on Facebook. So I checked out Facebook and that's when, you know, I discovered what he was trying to build or, you know, a couple of episodes of him being Nick's and the other guy just talking around the table. OK, let's um, get to it. Having let's a conversation. Get to it. Get to you know, it. And I just showed up. You know what I'm saying? I just did it on, on the fly, just on some love. Get to like it, I immediately because, you know, I was very controversial. I was very matter of fact, the same way that I am now is how I was on that. And it just it upset a lot of the women and the feminists that was in the group and all of that. But it was it upset a lot of the women. And feminists in the group. Okay. A hit. Like, you could see that it was a hit, right? Um, B Nix was on there, JR was on there, and there was another girl. And then later we brought uh, Tawana on there. And then I was like, yo, we need to get away from this Facebook shit. We need to be focused on YouTube. And JR was like, well, you know, I don't know if we want to alienate the Facebook people. And I told him straight up. Um, I said, yo, if the, if the Facebook people really rock with you like that, then, we gonna, then they'll follow us over to YouTube. But we just going to do this YouTube. Just get to why y'all... <laughs> you know, we, we did it on YouTube. I dedicated myself, in which I never, ever, ever missed a Thursday. Um, through all of the different things that happened, different people left. B Nix was like, yo, I just wanted to come in and show some love. Okay. And throughout the history of it, we just made a bond. And we was like, listen, no matter what happens, if we beef, if we get into it, uh, the different people that's going to come and go, we still got us. Like, all we need is us to make sure that we continue to build this thing. 
And so that was the objective. And now you, you, a lot of you guys are familiar with the history of it. Different people came, different people gone. A lot of people, um, you know, came in for the wrong reasons. Some people came in for the right reasons. And we made history. We made history. There's a lot of people that I don't believe um, even would even exist. I'm sorry. No, the Peeve Network is not going to go down in the U black YouTube pantheon hall of greats. It stopped. <laughs> I just. Did, <laughs> okay, bro. This, okay. Or you would have visibility. Cool it's story, bro. Cool story. And JR hit me up and he said, yo, 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 yo. We got a problem. We got a problem. Right. And I'm like, what's going on? We lost the channel. This is facts. We lost the channel, right? A lot of y'all remember it. Some of y'all was around. Some of y'all wasn't. And I said, oh, man. So we went through this campaign. Um, you know, he was very emotional about it. I was very emotional about it because this was our baby. This was something. I remember that. I remember that when they lost it. They got, it wasn't a hack, but oh, I forget what happened. But it was, it was juvenile to why they, why they let it take what happened was they were letting other people admin on the channel and it's like you shouldn't do that because you don't know everyone's intentions but long story short whatever the case may be then that we had built together and okay come on come on true. let's get to it i'm just giving y'all a little bit of insight of what goes on behind the scenes and how dedicated that i was and how dedicated we were in the building the brand right so when we lost the channel i didn't trip i said listen um both of my channels was approaching 100,000 subscribers both this and uh, uh, the millionaire morning show Trust me, y'all, they were tripping because I remember covering videos about it. Matter of fact, he got so mad at me, he actually subbed to my website, dropped me some money to complain and, and like a little girl, I don't like you, and that's why um, I'm, I've got more subs than you. Like, that's what type of shit he did. But let's continue. So, and the Anton Daniels channel was uh, getting to the point to where they both were eclipsing 100,000 subscribers on both of them. Um, and the Lapeef Network at that time, I think it was at like 70-something or something like that. And I said, listen, don't worry about it. And he said, what do you mean? I said, don't worry about it. I said, worst case scenario, what we'll do is I will give you my channel. I will give you one. Okay, let's get to it. Come on, let's oh, get to it. It was the things that people were unwilling to say or talk about because they were so worried about their image, right? And so I did what it took in order to make sure that we successful, right? And I said, listen, if anything happened, I will give my channel and we will rebrand it over to the, the, the new Lapeef Let's Talk or the new Lapeef Network and you can have it. This is 100% facts. 100% facts. Mm -hmm. I was willing to do anything it took. Mm -hmm. Eat, sleep, breathe, prioritize, make sure that the brand was what it was, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, right? A lot of people want this to be a negative thing. And the reason why I went through the history of it is because there's a lot of new people that have now came into the fold and they just now discovering the channel and they know about all of the just pearly things and stuff like that. And they think it's that, right? They think it's that. They don't know that I was driving or I went over into Chicago during COVID in order to build with them. We don't care about that. Get to why. Making sure just that everybody was looked out for. I don't need nothing. Right? Let Loyalty, dedication, love. The whole I mean, the other channel that's the Lapeef Experience now, that's, you know, it is what it is. It's when it's on direction, we start giving people different platforms and all that, right? Now, let's get into the to the thing that y'all really want to know or that y'all y'all really inquiring about. Yeah, that you took 14 minutes to get to. You you dragged us here for 14 minutes. Now you want to get, boy, I hate you. I hate you, long-winded, circular jerk. 
merry-go-round, don't want to take the direct shortest path to between two point ass dudes. Come on, let, what happened, uh, Anton? Because I even see it's you know coming up in the chat. Is there beef? Why? Why is he trying to do his beard like Rick Ross? You know Rick Ross has that old timey like cut across into the mustache. Like why is he? Okay, you know what? I'm I don't, don't want to be paid. absolutely, positively not. Never has been, never will be, at all. It's 100% a business decision. 100%. Okay. So the business of you having women on there and you talking crazy to them ain't working out for you because ever since six, Danica and Yanni took you to the woodshed, business ain't been good. Now you want to do another pivot, rebrand. Uh, the pearly thing ain't working out for you the way you thought it would be. And now you want to do the pivot and you got to rebrand yourself. I get it. I, companies rebrand all of the time. Right? We just had the damn Taiwanese company, Darky, change it to Darley. We just had the, the company change it from Darky to Darley. <laughs> hey, that's like some bars. Yeah, scoobity, scoobity. Change it from darkity to darly. Yeah. <laughs> I have no animosity whatsoever. Let me tell you how it came about. I'm in the Dominican Republic, and we chilling. And, and you know, being out of the country and being, you know, in a different space. Bro, it's the DR. Uh, let's... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can see if he went to Greece or Antigua or Germany. Or, or, you know, Switzerland. Nigga, it's the DR. Quit playing with me. Yo, Harmony Harley. Change it from Darky to Darley. Harmony Harmony. <laughs> kind of puts you in this, this, this zone where you get to making sure that everything is aligned according to the direction of your life. And more than a month and a half ago, maybe almost two months ago, right? <laughs> I had made the decision that I wanted to move on from being on panels because I had dedicated my life to it. I had done it for over three years, unmissed, building a platform, working behind the scenes, making sure everything is taken care of on the business side. Um, all of that, right? That, I dedicated my okay. entire life. I was willing to give up my own channel when we had lost that channel in order to uh -huh. Let's things, just right? this up. I started Come getting on, different opportunities. Uh -huh. The whole nine yards, right? It is what it is. It was time to move on. So, you know, when I'm in the Dominican Republic, obviously, you know, we talking about different stuff and we talking about business and I don't talk about business as it relates to Lapeef. Okay, come on, right. Come when I break down on. and I show y'all oh, fight club business, I don't talk about Lapeef business. I don't talk about don't do coke in the bathroom. I only show y'all what it is that I. Stuff, oh, OK, OK, this person is not going to be streaming or this person is going to be streaming. OK, OK, come on. The next vision. What is it that we doing going forward? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm in a different space or I'm looking at it this way. Right. And then you, you know, you got your vision for. So basically the sisters tuned his ass up. Let, let's just keep it. Oh, wait. Let's just call it what it is, y'all. The sisters learned him some act right. Black women, woman undefeated. Keisha undefeated. Keisha Taj Lili Coco undefeated. Once again, Keisha Taj Lili Coco undefeated 
Keisha, Taj, Lily, Coco, undefeated. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm out of here. I'm going to get out of here. Yo, Farron, a.k.a. Chocolate Bunny, thank you for the 25 on the cash. Yo, Harmony, Harmony, change the darker to Darley. Yeah. <laughs> Bombing me with Harmony. <laughs> oh, that's right. Keisha, Lily, Coco, Taj, Kima, and Pam. Hey, when Anton heard that, when Anton went on there on on there with, with Danica and Six, trying to trying to cop a plea and shit, that all you heard was this. <laughs> when that when that fool talking about, hey Rita, come here, Rita, Rita, you remember this? Remember when I said this and this and this and this? All Rita said. Listen, City Girls, Kima, Keisha, Pam, Keisha, Lili, Taj, Coco, undefeated. Undefeated. They keep the pewters putin. They keep the respucia sputin. Right? So, y'all, let me get up out of here. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Sisterhood powers activate. Y'all better leave Keisha alone. <laughs> y'all be y'all better leave Keisha alone. Y'all better leave Keisha no point. Keisha got better things to do. With that being said, um Yeah, so this version of of the, the stream will be everywhere else. But by the time you see this back on by tomorrow, it will not have the music version of it. It'll be everywhere else except here because I gotta I definitely gotta click this out for the copyright. But I thought it was important for everybody to, to kind of get an eye, get 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 some get some hindsight on, on music theory, chord progressions, you know, different key changes, chord, you know, all that good stuff that I think is important when you hear stories or cases like Ed Sheeran versus Ed Townsend. So. Um, hopefully you guys learned something. If not, hopefully I refreshed your memory on some things, maybe change your perspective. That's even though it's not my job, not my, my place to do. So with that being said, I thank everybody that came to hang out. Everybody that donated time, energy, resources, all that good stuff. We'll be back again tomorrow. Um, yo, so on this one, shout out to, uh, Kima, Keisha, Pam and, and Keisha, Lily, Taj, Coco and city girls. I'm out. <laughs> Sensational.